You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Konis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place, and welcome. Okay, if emotional intelligence is my favorite topic, then health intelligence, physical intelligence is probably my second. Emotional and relational intelligence, those go together. And then there's the grand health topic. If you know me, you know that this is just my lifestyle and it's the way I live and eat and move and talk as well. And my kids are following suit, which can be very annoying to some people because they point out artificial colors and flavors and things and people don't like to hear that from a child. (laughs) Anyways, we're working on tact with them, but, um, and when I say we, I mean me (laughs) being the sole parent and all. Um, but today I want to talk about restructuring our perspective of health and specifically in relationship to our bodies. Um, I think as a society here in the U S we are conditioned from a very early age to pay attention to the way we look and that goes from as you know superficial as our facial expressions to as deep and potentially traumatizing as how much weight what our weight is and how we fit in clothing and and whatnot but really What I've seen throughout my life is just this pure obsession with the way we look. And that's not surprising to anybody. Obviously, the Kardashians are a testament of how obsessed our society is with beauty and looks and, you know, even the just the creativity of um, plastic surgery. I mean, honestly... It's become such a game almost. And, um, you know, what's under all of that, as always, is really our connection to ourselves. And what we feel about ourselves will come out in the way we treat our bodies. So um, this podcast will never be about your weight and... I don't ever want anybody to feel shamed because the truth is, somebody asked me this the other day, if my child grew up and was obese, morbidly obese, obese, overweight, whatever, how would I treat her specifically? We were talking about my daughter and I was like, I don't care what she looks like at all, not even like a smidgen. I only care about her health and how long she can stay alive and be having a true quality of life. 
great quality of life. And that is my entire goal for ever talking about health. I want to know and I want to speak to your greatest health potential and, you know, draw you closer to that. There's nothing, um, I don't think everybody should look like anybody else. I don't think, um, you know, I, I just don't think it's about weight, which is a little bit difficult to transition that perspective, right? But here's what I really want all of you to hear today. Um, we think of our bodies as something to achieve, like a certain result, right? We want to lose five pounds. We want to fit in that dress or those pants, or we want to be able to look good on the beach, or we want to get back down to our high school weight, or God, probably not that, but like our college weight or pre-marriage weight or whatever it is. There's always like a end accomplishment of what we see ourselves as tr truly being successful if we look this way. And for me, I recently, and again, in the last couple of years is when I really um, embarked on this journey to just higher intelligence. And that's all the way around emotionally, obviously relationally, and then also physically with my health. And because I've always been thin, but I have never explored my body's capabilities. And that's kind of what I'm more the track I'm on now, because I see my body as the vessel that carries free, carries me from one life experience to another. My body has carried me through carrying children in it, having the children, nursing the children, and traveling and has carried me to my best friend's weddings and to um, family dinners and just all these beautiful places, right? That's what my body gets to do. My body gets to be something that I get to nurture and, and love and adore and care for. And that means sometimes taking a nap, even though that isn't really in the cards for me that day. But if that's what my my precious once-in-a-lifetime body needs, I want to give that to it. And um, mentally, I do push my body. Um, I want to find what I'm capable of. I want to reach that max potential, you know, so I'm always pushing. I, every year I set different goals and I have a couple um, mobility or physical strength goals in there. And, you know, sometimes it's like, I want to be able to do the splits again. I haven't been able to do the splits since I was like 14. Honestly, <laughs> even when I was 14 and a cheerleader, I'm not even sure that I could actually do the splits. Um, so it's been a long time. And that's just something I want to be able to do because that actually, I know it'll help my powerlifting too. So um, just to have that um, mobility in my ligaments and all of that. So that's one of my goals. My goal, I have a goal to be able to just do a walking handstand right now. I can't even really do a handstand without a wall behind me because I'm so terrified of being upside down. <laughs> 
it's so stupid. I broke my arm when I was in fourth grade and I have to like overcome this retarded thing in my head because I broke my arm doing a round off. Like who does that? I did. I broke both bones in my arm. It was very traumatic. So I'm literally overcoming that as we speak. So, um, those are my like little physical goals that I just want to be able to do. That is something I want to push my body until I master it. And then it's probably just going to become part of my workouts. But, um, so it's these little things because this goes along with my, that very, I have an extremely curious personality and I am so flipping curious about how much I can do. Like, can I be a better athlete? Can I do flips? Can I, I just like, you know, I hate being upside down. Like it's terrifying when I'm not by a wall, but like, I love being upside down. <laughs> so it's really weird. Anyways, um, that was a little bit of a tangent. Sorry. I'm, I'm telling you all of that to say, if you can view your body as something to explore and get to know, and just like a relationship, um, you know, cause it is, it's a relationship to yourself, to your physical body. Um, and it's something that needs to be nurtured. It needs to be given time and TLC. Um, you got to feed it right and water it right and, you know, let it rest. And then you also have to push it to its edges, you know, and keep expanding those edges. So I really would like to, um, begin to change that perspective of what is health and especially in the U.S. Um, we have such a broken viewpoint of what is beauty and what we should be striving for and especially with social social media we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. I mean I used to when I first started working out about God, I don't even know, seven, eight years ago, um, I would follow all these people on Instagram and I would get some workouts from there and that was great. But what I realized a few years ago was that I, every time I looked at these Instagram accounts, and I think everybody can relate to this, I would just unconsciously compare myself to them. And I'm like, God, I do not look like her. I don't look like her either. I can't, oh my God, my abs do not look like that. Or my legs aren't that big or whatever it is. And um, I, when I realized what that was doing to me, like there's, every time I'd open social media, my heart would like sink and my gut would get all ignited and nervous because I was like somehow failing in my life. Um, I, I unfollowed like, 90% of those accounts. I only followed the accounts that, you know, wore clothes and weren't showing me their ass. And it was really about the workouts because that's what I needed. I needed just a different vibe and energy. And so I kind of set that boundary for myself to protect my own um, well-being there. But all that to say, people everywhere, it's, it's almost, um, I mean, it is socially acceptable to be obsessed about the way you look and your fitness routines and your diet regimens and all of this. And I'm, I'm just like, here's the thing. I will openly confess that I am obsessed with food. And I mean that in that I love to eat 
and I eat all the time. You know, I do intermittent fasting most of the year and I, I eat a very clean diet to the majority of, you know, the U.S. Um, I eat all organic at home. Um, and I think about food all the time because my metabolism is freakishly high. And so I'm the type of person that has never, ever, not one day, not one meal in my life have forgotten to eat ever. Those people are crazy. I don't even understand that. And I kind of envy them. But so food is just always on my mind because if I don't plan for food, then, and I won't eat bad food. So if I don't plan for it, what I'm going to eat, when, or whatever, or what I need to bring, if I'm going to be gone, all that stuff, then I'm left without food. And sometimes I don't have access to like the kind of food I eat, the healthy food. So I am the type of person that will literally pass out. Like I have passed out cold from low blood sugar. <laughs> and um, that was back when I used to eat sugar. So I think my body was just all out of whack. But still, that is in my head. Like I cannot reach a certain point um, for fear of passing out cold. So I do always have snacks with me. My friends make fun of me all the time. My kids, you know, I'm, sometimes I just blame it on them. I'm like, oh yeah, I got kids. I have to have snacks, but really they're for me. <laughs> anyway, so I definitely think about food a lot. However, I have not always been a prepper. So when people say, oh God, I just, I need to prep. That's where, that's where I get hung up. If I would just prep the food, I would eat it. I would eat better. I wouldn't eat out. I wouldn't eat fast food. I wouldn't make those spur of the moment, bad decisions on the pizza or whatever, the greasy food. Um, and I get that. I really do truly understand that because I was the same way. But I want to challenge that because, again, that is just part of our conditioning. We, have, we weren't trained. You know, maybe our parents didn't teach us or they didn't prep food for the week and every meal for everybody and every snack and all that stuff. It just wasn't a household habit. And so it's just a learning curve that we need to teach ourselves and we can teach ourselves this. And I um, will discuss this more throughout this season, but it just, it's small steps. So, I mean, I didn't start off having green smoothies every day, prepping all my snacks cutting up all of my vegetables, making my weekly chicken salad and, you know, prepping all my dinner. Like I did not start doing that in one week and then just now I do it all the time. That's not how it happens. It was just over, honestly, since my daughter was born, so almost 10 years that I have slowly integrated one new habit at a time. And I've fully integrated one, then I move on to the next. And then I fully integrate that one, and then I move on to the next. And so I will be offering um, some different opportunities for you guys to sign up for this kind of coaching where we're just going to go through one health nugget at a time and get it fully integrated. And then I'll give you another one and we go on to the next one and next one. Um, and just, you know, for per idea on that, like I started off with green smoothies and I would make one green smoothie about once a month and that would last me about four or five days. Okay. So I really didn't make them often. Um, and then over time, you know, that's fluctuated. Sometimes I make it every, every week and sometimes I'd have them 
every couple of weeks, whatever. But now I have a green smoothie every day, almost five to six days a week usually. Um, and, and then after the smoothie integration, then I moved into like cutting out some certain foods and, you know, like gluten or whatever. So it's just these slow steps. And then I switched my house over to organic, um, about seven years ago slowly again because I couldn't afford it and everybody says that to me organic's so expensive and I'm like I am a sole parent of two children and I work part-time so it's really just where your priorities are if you're eating Starbucks or drinking Starbucks every day or every week yeah you're not gonna be able to afford organic on a tight budget like where you know you just have to figure out where your priorities are so um that is my intro to health with MBK because I think it's a little bit different perspective. I hope it expanded your idea of um, how you see yourself and your relationship to your own body. Um, so be thinking on that and we will um, continue the growth and expansion on this idea in later episodes. So we'll talk later. Y'all have a good one. This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.